Wow. All of our staples and no staples. Well, hi. Morning. Morning. Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. I'm Hagen Housheshield. I'm Adam. I'm Jackson. I'm Dave. I'm the goddamn it. I'm the only <laughs> fucking one. And then there was one. Uh, <laughs> I figured it out this time. How's everyone doing? This episode comes out on Christmas Eve. Yep. Uh, happy Christmas Eve. Happy holidays. Wives, happy right Christmas now. Eve. Yes. Uh, how's everyone doing? Uh, I'm engaged. Oh, yeah. To do what? Uh, get married. Oh. Yeah, that's cool. Me too. Hey. What oh, about no. you, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I'll text uh, her. Congrats, Hagen. And I don't know if your soon-to-be spouse wants to be named on the podcast. But Her name is Kara. Kara. <laughs> <laughs> well, Congrats. you made that decision. <laughs> yeah. Dave and your spouse-to-be. Kara. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Heather. Heather was at uh, the little like post-engagement thing, and... We were writing our names on cups so people knew which cup was theirs, and Heather wrote uh, old news on hers. <laughs> Tell me that. It was very good. That's Dude, pretty great. I don't so think most people got it, and then uh-huh. someone was like, hey, what did you say, Heather? And she said, old news. <laughs> Like with a smile. She so. she also didn't tell you that she combined had one shot of tequila. And by combined, I mean she had two half shots of tequila. Hey, that's yeah, my the, girl. The half shots was kind of a weird idea. Well, it makes sense. But she, Just she, the she, tip. She needs the... <laughs> I don't know. Somebody who hates tequila, that sounds like two times as worse. Oh. She loves tequila. I love though. tequila. It's great. I'm in the minority. So I guess since we're all uh, announcing things... uh I have hemorrhoids right now. That's why I'm sitting on a donut. It's quite wonderful. My ass hurts. Hey, I'm I, I'm really sorry. Merry Christmas. I feel like I feel like you Eve. know. Sometimes I feel like it, it, I, I thought I thought you were over all this. You know. Never. I've never <laughs> been over it. This uh, for I don't think I've ever mentioned it before on the podcast. But like this Probably has been. Not. It, it doesn't yeah, bother. Well, so here's the thing: is like you know having butt issues like. <laughs> Is such a thing that, like, when you first initially have them, you're like, oh, my God, do I keep this to myself or am I going to die? And then after that, you just, you really get used to people fingering your ass. And it's just like, you know, it's not embarrassing anymore. So, it, it, and to be honest, you know, more people should probably not keep that to themselves. But, uh, yeah, I, I really have no shame about it anymore. Uh, just you- when you thought that problem was behind you, that problem's behind you. <laughs> Hell yeah! Thank you for that. <laughs> Yay! You know it's really it's really great. You're also working to uh, like destigmatize fingering of fingering buttholes. <laughs> it's been a major sticking point in my life, and I'm happy to represent. Whether it's for pain or pleasure, it's okay. So the reason uh, why we gather here today—that's the podcast. That's it. Let's wrap this bad boy uh, up. Right. End of the year. Finger <laughs> buttholes, everybody. Uh, yeah, that can be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with that. The reason we gather here today is, uh, oh, this is not the last episode of the year. Uh, no, looks like, New Year's Eve too. Yeah, but that's yeah. a deep dive. So uh, okay. Yeah. Mm. What a bad well, New Year's Eve one. Yeah. Uh, we can cancel it. Yeah, we could. Or just push it. 
If it's uh, on New Year's Eve, I will not be here. Yeah, exactly. What's, it's, yeah, okay. Well, well it's it releasing would, on New Year's yeah. Eve. Oh, way to break the the charade. <laughs> Shit. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, the reason why we gather here is we're wrapping up 2019, and as some people have liked to explain to me, also a decade. Um, so I'm not quite sure when that decade starts and when it ends, but we can Hold discuss Hold on, do you that. know what a decade is? Okay. <laughs> we're not there yet, Adam, okay? okay. How do you spell decade? <laughs> S-C. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make the jokes. We haven't even gotten there yet, guys. How many months are in a decade? At least 13. How many months are in a decade? <laughs> so, it uh, depends if it's a leap decade or not. <laughs> so we gather here to discuss the end of 2019, but I have some uh, quick news topics uh, that I, I will go over. Uh, this one just hit us hot today. Takashi Six Nine was sentenced. Did you guys see this, Adam? I had to explain only, this to Adam. Yeah. Uh, before. I only saw it because you told us about it a few minutes ago. Today he was sentenced. Uh, he was facing up to thirty-nine years in jail for racketeering and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but because he cooperated, switched. Yes, because uh, he cooperated <laughs> with uh, oh an investigation about gangs. Uh, I forgot the gang. It's like Trey Gang Nine, whatever. Uh, they, uh, he cooperated in their investigation. He got two years. Two plus, years? Plus, like, I think that's it's a, like three years probation. That's like a, yeah. uh, oh, holy shit. He's for sure going to have to be in witness protection. I was going to yeah. say, oh, you're 100%. And by the way, before he was sentenced, he signed a two-year uh, two record deal. <laughs> so it's un... How, uh, how's that going to work out? Well, so it's unclear whether or not it's going to be pre-recorded stuff that, you know, is just kind of a back catalog because he's one of the SoundCloud rappers, so it wouldn't be shocking if he has this, you know, plethora of stuff that he just hasn't released, or if it's going to be new. Uh, but is we it, do know uh, that one album is going to be in English and one is going to be in Spanish. Oh. Interesting. So, uh, Charles yeah. Manson released music from, from prison. Yeah. A lot of people have. Burzum very, very did. different. Kinda. Yeah. Tupac released music after he was dead. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have done though. that. That's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, not much to say on that. I really don't care to give any more light to him. Uh, here, here's a good one. Here's a really good one. By the way, we're skipping Dave's death corner today. Yeah, yeah, we just don't want to be a downer in the holiday season. Yeah, unless you have anyone you want to talk about uh, deathing. Ju- Juice Planet, Juice World, Juice World. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus I'm joking. Christ. I know it's Juice World, but he didn't spell it right. So yeah, well, I don't know. He just who took he is. out the vowels. What are you having against that? I don't know. Vowel, the vowel. <clears throat> oh, was it just in world? No, so. you can't yeah, go. Just in oh, world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. That's the joke. <laughs> I think it was just in world. Yeah, it was. Okay, I thought it was juice, but oh well. I don't know much about him, but he was a 21 year old Chicago rapper. I thought you were going to say you don't know much about vowels. So I just no, I don't. He had a seizure, right? Yes, uh, in he just got off an airplane, and I just read today that apparently. He had taken a bunch of Percocets before getting off the plane because his bags were being searched. So oh. it was him trying to not get in trouble. Yeah. Oh. I don't know how accurate that is because this is all very new, but yeah. that is apparently what happened. It was a ridiculous amount of Percocets and Jeez. he started to seize and just died in the airport. Man, 21. Yeah. yeah. 
So also I saw that uh, mentioning that Yellow Card was in the process of suing him for uh, improperly sampling one of their songs, and they have delayed the proceedings of that but they are still suing him, they announced today, Jesus. for $15 million. What the fuck? <laughs> Is that, that's the only way they make money now, right? Yeah, it turns out those one-hit wonders yeah. still need uh, money. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Jesus Christ. Wow. Did you uh, just look it up? No, I was I was looking up... Um, Pictures of your fiancé? N- no, I was looking up Trump. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't really care to talk about that either. I, I don't care to talk about it either. I was just looking it up while you were talking about that. So here's a really here here's a good upper. Uh Jason Derulo complained that his dick was CGI'd out of the Cats movie. So by the time this comes out, the Cats movie will be out. Wait a yeah, second. It, it'll be number second. one at the box office. By Hold now. on. Number Jason Derulo. Wait a second. Is in the Cats movie? <laughs> so is okay, Taylor Cats, Swift. The Cats movie cast is absurd. Yeah, it's crazy. It's an <laughs> expensive Stop. cast. Stop. Wait a second. <laughs> so when they told him he was going to be in the Cats movie, does that mean he got fucking naked and just was like he he assumed that like that's because cats don't wear clothes that that would be what he's supposed to do is why why, <laughs> yeah, why was his dick out I'm very confused about this did they pay somebody to CGI out every dick in the movie Yeah They're, was everyone naked while they shot the goddamn movie what the hell's happening I don't know they, they should have CGI'd him entirely out They should they should have CGI'd that movie out it doesn't yeah. need to be a thing we're good It's going to win Oscars So <laughs> for what bad movie Best makeup probably Oh that's actually fair okay because it's disturbing. It's so. horrifying. Yeah, it is disturbing. But it's, This it's, year's Oscars brought to you by our folks at Fancy Feast. <laughs> Fancy Feast. Fancy Feast. Feast. Ah, you don't know your months, <laughs> idiot. Um, that would have been funny if I didn't fuck it up. It would have. Nah, I wouldn't. I don't know, man. It's a bit dated. You're but... not a dad yet. Um, <laughs> so, apparently, I think the terminology he used was his anaconda. Something like that. Oh, there's a lot of articles of, on it. That so if you just look worse. up, yeah, if you just look up Jason Derulo, but apparently he was upset about it. Not like genuinely upset, but he said in an interview, like they CGI'd my dick out. What's up with that? <laughs> oh my god! And it's just like I've seen conflicting sources. Of somebody says anaconda uh, and they CGI'd it out, and somebody says, oh, they CGI'd it to make it look smaller. And it's just like, dude, what the fuck? No, because they're not going to have a dick in the movie. There's he, no way. He wanted to be Dr. Man Cat. Hey, but maybe... <laughs> no. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the reviews would have been better if they kept it in, though, because they just came out about an hour ago, apparently, and it has 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck yeah. Hey, Star Wars is better. 4%. <laughs> 4% against Star Wars 56. Yep. God damn it. I was staying away from that. I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't have to talk about it. I'm just comparing the two. So, uh, and then, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I found a headline on Rolling Stone that says, Jason Derulo says his cat's penis is smaller than he would like. <laughs> See? Isn't that great? Wait a second. So wait, is there a version of the movie with cat dicks? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm confused here because that, that be really doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> just that headline though makes it seem like he's unhappy with the size of his own personal cat's yeah. penis. That's fucking hilarious. Maybe that's what it that is. Maybe, maybe everyone's misunderstanding what yep. he said. Oh, that's so funny. Maybe everyone's misunderstanding. And he's actually just complaining because his cat has a really tiny penis. I just don't see him as a cat guy. I don't know. Maybe he's really bombastic as that's a personality, and those t- people are typically dog people. Yeah. When I was a pussy in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, 
Chance the Rapper canceled his upcoming tour to Cance. focus. Chance the Rapper. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he canceled his upcoming tour. It was called The Big Tour, uh, I believe. <laughs> Great. Uh, he canceled it to uh, focus. At, he just had, uh, I think it was his second child, but he canceled yep. it to focus on his family. Oh. So uh, that seems to be more of a uh, commonplace nowadays of um, you hear people canceling tours for, you know, paternity leave that kind of thing yeah. or for uh mental health which is good yeah, because it's great. that's how you get drug issues or you know even worse you know people just who like are mentally scarred forever that kind of stuff because they had to go on 120 dates yeah. when they mentally yeah. couldn't handle it so well and he's not on a label so that's one of the perks of being independent yeah yeah, yeah. uh guitar player from periphery is uh taking the first two months off of um their upcoming u.s tour there's a bunch of family stuff going on and uh i'm i read the comments and i'm really glad all the fans are like yeah dude get out of here which one mark holcomb okay. not misha or not misha or jake the other one i mean they have three guitar they players have three guitarists wow they have three guitarists and they'll they, be fun they run they run bass tracks live so they, they they could probably run his guitar tracks or they or someone could just take his solos yeah so just get tosin yeah call tosin up have him sub that would that would work out well <laughs> Um, Could you imagine Tosin not being the center of attention? I, I don't know. I I can assume that's his personality, that but is for uh, sure his personality. yeah. Okay, I got one more, and I think we all see it coming. Uh, it's one that I don't want to talk about, but I have a feeling somebody may want to. Uh, Josh John Frusciante oh, reunites with no, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We have to because it's it. big news. Oh, it's, it's big news. I, I just have to mention it, it. Is it big news? Though? It is. Let big, me fin- is. let me finish. John Frusciante reunites with the Red Hot Chili Peppers as Josh Klinghoffer exits the band after ten years. Now go. <laughs> I'll, well, okay, so it is the, huge news. It's huge news. I'll say the most interesting part of that to me was how I found out was our friend Lupe, who is a drummer and fellow Foo Fighters fan, yeah, sent me the Chili Peppers Instagram post, and I was like, "Why is he fucking sending me <laughs> a post from Red Hot Chili Peppers?" And I clicked it, and I was like, "I still don't know why he sent this to me. <laughs> I have he never seen. It to me too. I don't know why. Like, 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 I don't give a shit. Like, I don't. I've never seen sense. so many people." Who don't I've ne- who are outside of music communities and whatnot post a, a music thing like yeah. even like I think one of the biggest thing that's happened before this in music was David Bowie dying and and Prince even like yeah, I, I, I still feel Prince like David is probably Bowie a better example though because maybe but there were like, so many people who were like oh yeah you know Purple Rain blah 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 and like but even then like blue. I feel like I've seen more people on my social medias post about this than yeah. I did of, you know, David Bowie dying. It's and I'm just like, wild. this is insane. Like, yeah. okay. And like, there's the whole history of John Frusciante. If you don't know it, like he is, th- he's left the band like three times and he's just been notorious for like getting back into the band and be like, Oh wow. I, I still hate this by, uh, which is kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, it's just weird, and I also, like, Josh Klinghoffer, their now old guitarist, but their most recent one, was in the band for 10 years. Yeah. That's crazy. And That's he, was got, the, he was the guitar tech Yeah, before he was in the band. He was their backup guitarist, so what would happen was, uh, apparently, John Frusciante, like, left right before a huge tour, and they're like, well, fuck, we have all these dates booked, what do we do? And he was just like, oh, well, I can do it. And, like, he did the whole tour, and he wasn't even in the band. 
This was before he was in the band. Yeah. So this dude has history with them. And like, just in like this, like Instagram posts, like, Oh, by the way, here's this dude that the fans won't shut the fuck up about is back. And bye, Josh. It's like, damn, that's I think, so I think, I mean, yeah, is he leaving on his own terms? Or don't know. We, they haven't said anything yeah. about that yet. And they're not going to. I mean, they're to. not going to. Especially but, yeah. now that John Frusciante's back, it's basically base sweeping that whole era of uh, Josh Klinghoffer under the rug. Just I guarantee sweep, just you. Just sweep it all under the rug. Let's get rid of it. Who gives a shit? Okay. If it was a different guitarist, it wouldn't be swept under the rug. No. But because of John Frusciante coming back. Yeah. Critically, though, like Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Californication and Stadium Arcadium are their three biggest albums. Yeah. And they all have John Frusciante on them. Oh, yeah. No, I don't disagree well, I, I with think that. John Frusciante is a really good musician. He's, amazing. He's a great musician. Like, no, but like solo, too. Like that, all yeah. of his solo albums are all really good. It's but, kind of a shame he's going to go back to doing whatever they're going to do now. I think, I think he's doing it. I think they're doing it because they're probably going to retire soon. So they want to have God, like the best. Please. They want to have that yeah, lineup to finish out the thing, yeah, and I think that, that that's that great. Makes sense. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if 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 that's the fucking reason, then sick. But like otherwise, it, this this it, just seems like a really like a weird, annoying way to get attention. You could take it that way. Yeah, I'm going to. I do not I mean, care. It'd be one thing if they announced this was like a reunion tour and we're done. Like yeah. But it, they haven't said that. Would that. Be different. Yeah. So I do not care about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, but. I will look on the bright side of this is there's a lot of people who I never see posts about music who seem genuinely excited about this. And I'm like, you know what? These people are really pumped about it. And that's good because I mean, I was the same way whenever Tom York announced, Hey, I'm going to have a new soul album in like one week. Yeah. Bye. I like that shit gets me excited. I was at a, I had a day gig that Sunday afternoon and the Cowboys game was on and everybody was watching the Cowboys game. I mean, everybody stopped watching the Cowboys game to talk about Red Hot Chili Peppers. So that was interesting. Yeah. It's I mean, not that, my cup of tea. It but... lasted for like two minutes, and then they were like, oh, Cowboys again. But, yeah. you know, it was it was interesting to, to see That's everybody. what their fans are like. <laughs> it is yeah. really weird that he's such a big, maybe not he's a big name, but that the news matters, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's that combination is so iconic for that band. Yeah, I just don't think most normal people know who anyone is in a band anymore. Like, yeah. I watched some videos of the after that news came out, because I used to like Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then I grew up. Uh, and <laughs> they, yes. I've watched some live videos, uh, you know, comparing Frusciante and Klinghoffer, and I was like, okay, so this is a group of talented musicians and a singer, uh, and <laughs> a, a, can, can you put like massive air quotes around singer? Cause that's like yeah. very debatable. So it, it, a group of talented people and, and uh, an MC. And an, yeah, an enthusiastic an front man. Yeah. Enthusiastic front. That's good. That's yeah. good. And, um, cause their live stuff, it's all really great musically. Like, that's what I was about yeah. to not say okay. is that like, <laughs> wow, they don't sound in tune with each other at all. It's like, Oh, you guys are all really talented. What's going on here? It sounds like people jamming and it's just yeah. like, but that, it's basically what their fans. It's sound an appealing like. live show, though. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I mean, I say that, but then I saw them live once, and it was horrible. Yeah. So, but it, it just. But I think in the right like venue and context, maybe they're. Well, I expected to live. hear these like two like totally different like. No, he he was basically just a fill in. Yeah, but like it, like both were like oh bad. I was like oh I would not enjoy this concert at all. Yeah, I can get behind some Red Hot Chili Pepper songs, but for the most part. I would have a hard time sitting through a concert. I could get behind just watching the rhythm section. Yeah, but even over the last like five years, Flea's gotten pretty sloppy. 
No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I, okay, yeah, I, I think I could still watch the rhythm section over the band, but uh, just what that rhythm section did for a lot of um, rhythm sections is really oh, big. for sure. They did so much for so many bros. That's true, but uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, everyone feels very, very, uh, very, very good about that. I mean, every bass player I know says that the, that their first, like, first or second favorite bass player was Flea. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. He is a melodic bass player. Just because yeah. he's loud in the mix doesn't mean he's amazing. But he is really good. He is very good. Yeah. Uh, I think Josh looks like John. He does. Yeah. They, yeah. Just, like, like they just like him. Just yeah. like 20 years younger. Yeah. 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 Actually, I think he's like 40, so maybe 10 years younger. But well, still. He looks yeah. 20. Yeah. Apparently, they're really good friends. Wonder, Everybody says that. I wonder that. if they are now, though. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, we're all still good friends. I don't is, think is John going to go sh- back to being his guitar tech. Like, I highly doubt That's it. What I, that was my first question. I think he has solo stuff in the works, though. Yeah, I'm sure. But, oh, man. What's he going to do? We talked about this way too long. Yep. Hey, it's the end of 2019. Another year in the bag. Another decade. Bye. So, what I meant by when does the dec- decade start and when does it end is like, what are we counting as the beginning of the decade? 2000, the year 2000. So the year 2000, no, 10 that's not years 2000 ago. years ago. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck me. The calculator. Story so you're saying, are you so saying two, just wait, Jackson, I know what you're saying. You're saying 2010, did, did 2010 marked the beginning of a new decade or did 2011. Correct. Because if we're neither, counting 2010 neither. as 2009 the, was 10 years ago. No, but no, but, but at the end of that's, 2019 that's is right, the end Adam. of the decade. 2009 was 10 years ago. <laughs> now, the question Jackson is asking is, when do we say the start of a decade is? Is it at zero or one? Because the only reason people are talking about this is because we're going into 2020, which is a zero, which I would arguably say we should only be talking about this wrapping up of a decade at the end of 2020, correct? Right. Uh, I see what you're saying. That's where I've gotten lost on all Uh, these things. It's like, oh, well, what if my favorite movie of the decade was in 2010? Does that count? No, but this way they can do these end of the decade lists twice. They can do uh, it this year and next year. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So that's why I didn't do it's a um, decade list, and I refuse to do them because I just would get so hung up on that. It's, yeah. Well, it's, it's like when somebody minutes. says like five business days, I'm like, okay, well, when does this start? When does it end? Like, right. who, what's a business day? Or, or like the fact that when you turn 30, you're celebrating living 30 years. Yeah. yeah. I think I think you're starting your 30 or a new car in 2019 is a 2020. Yeah, that drives me fucking up the walls. Yeah, I think I think that I I think about it more as like we are entering a new decade, not the end of it, but we're entering like 2020 and it doesn't have to be like the actual 10 year mark, but just like we are entering 2020 and the 2020s. It would make sense that 2020 starts a new decade because at at the beginning of time, there had to be when they started delineating the calendar year, there had to be like, we are a year old. Yeah. So that's the start of the first year of a decade. Yeah. That, yeah. Make, that does make sense. Yeah. The, the only reason I get hung up on it is that when we're talking about releases and you see these, you know, decade releases, it's like, well, what falls inside that? We need, I need to know when it starts and ends and that kind of thing, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Um, I know that I know. we could just be safe and not pick anything from the first year or two of the decade. Yeah, but then what if your favorite album is from that? Just yeah, go say fuck that yourself. album anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the only reason I brought it up, and then I got uh, harped on. So I needed to clarify before we moved on. <gasps> oh no, 
I'm not. I wasn't hard, but I'm with you. It's, yeah. It was two against two on that. I'm very happy that somebody understood me and gave I, me a chance. It makes more I sense understood no, I you. It. I let you talk. I'm it. just saying that I think that the beginning of it, like it, it, the the whole concept of like the 10 year thing, I totally get what you're saying. I just consider it as like we are in the 2010s right now, and we're almost done with that, and then we're going to start the 2020s. Oh but yeah. The exact 10 year thing is is confusing. So I only have a list of the 2019 releases. Uh, and not a full comprehensive one, but of the ones that we have spoken of throughout the year and the ones that I think are important, even though I may not be a fan of them, that kind of stuff. So uh, we can go through that or we can just kind of talk about our year or decade. I wasn't prepared for a decade and I still refuse to. <laughs> refuse to prepare right no. now? Well, yeah, I'm not going to prepare <laughs> right now. I do not have the time like in, or the skill to in between somebody talking uh, sit there and figure yeah. out yeah. a whole decade's worth of music because yeah. that's a lot that and especially when we're talking about i'm only 25 that is like a 10 lot. years of like 10 formative years yeah. those are like yeah. the big years i would say yeah the big boy years the big so boy. these are the years you paid attention to music and yeah this is, this is the year where hope fails you <laughs> so that that brings up uh, welcome back to the holiday episode <laughs> slipknot the, uh the released an album yes they did yeah do you want to talk about it did you like it i did like it what did you did i mean I, you didn't like it so the one song that got me really excited oh it was the one that, it that didn't wasn't make it. on it yeah. uh what is the song called uh all the, out of, fuck no that's... the one the one where they actually say we are not your kind in the, yeah in the in the <laughs> breakdown yeah and Basically. Then the album was called We Are Not Your Kind. Yeah, they released it on like Halloween or something. But yeah, it was really good because, you know, the lead up to that album, uh, they were all saying like, oh, it's the same energy and rawness of Iowa. And like you hear that kind of shit. And it, it, any band does that. They're like, oh, it's we're going back to f- put the, their most famous album or formative album yeah. in here. Uh, we're going back to the new a uh, new hope. That yeah. kind of shit. And I, it's just like, it, I don't trust you. You don't know what that is. You yeah. don't know what makes good music anymore. Weezer tried to do that too. Exactly. I, but, you know, I heard that track and I was like, oh, because that they didn't lie. This is yeah. actually similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's still higher production value, but. Yeah, but that's fine. I think that, I think I, I enjoyed the album. I thought that it was um, obviously better than the Grey Chapter because that's like, you know. You can do that, no problem. Y'all did um, a deep dive on it. Yeah. yeah. Refer to the deep dive. Um, but this album I thought was cool. No, it was not a return to their first and second album, but it had its cool moments and it had definitely interesting writing. To me, it felt more like they were doing the volume three, All Hope is Gone thing again. But they also, as I said in the deep dive, they definitely write in patterns. Yeah. Um, and they write like in like like one like Slipknot and Iowa were like in the same pattern. Volume three and All Hope Is Gone were in the same pattern, and then Gray Chapter and this one are really similar in vibe. Is that they're trying to they're trying to do the thing that makes them them while also doing something different. And so instead of like where Volume three was like, hey, we're gonna do this different thing because we like it and because they're in this other band called stone sour. So we're also going to make it like that. It's going to be some sad songs. Yeah. Um, so like volume three and all hope is gone had those vibes in it. And then they realized they needed to go back and it just didn't work. So, but I did like this one a lot more than gray chapter. I only listened to it all the way through like three times and I haven't really gone back to it. Yeah. I only listened to it once and I was like, ah, this is too new metal for me. Like yeah, I, I'll give I'm, you that. Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm a little done with it, uh, but I do like the uh, um, 
and I'm not saying I'm done with Slipknot, but I was like, ah, uh, this isn't new enough for me. But it wasn't bad. It's not new metal enough. Yeah. Uh, I did like the instrumental passages, which I saw a lot of people really didn't like those. It's weird. Yeah. But that's the kind of stuff where I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is a little different. But yeah. also, it was not exactly well executed. Yeah, it's very maybe. true. Um, but also, a lot of people don't like their new drummer, and they don't like, I mean, and what those, the fuck? They're stupid. Yeah, what the fuck? Because they miss Joey. They they all, they, they're, they're the hardcore fans that love Joey Jordison, think he's the fucking best drummer alive. Man, I will never understand when, when bands replace a member, and people just stop liking the band because but, of that one member is gone. Same thing happened to Dream Theater when Mike Portnoy quit. Yeah. Same thing happened with Incubus. Yeah. When their first bass player quit. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you, you, you see these people like just lose their fucking mind. I mean, it's like Mike Portnoy didn't make Dream Theater. Joey no. Jordison didn't make Slipknot. I mean, they like, no. they, they, I think Joey Jordison was part of that sound for sure, the way he played, but it wasn't because he's the best fucking drummer in the world for that style. I mean, no. like, it's not the case at all. And same thing with Mike Portnoy. Mike Portnoy is a great drummer for Dream Theater. And all of those guys are really smart musicians. Um, but, uh, I mean, this is like being relatively childish, but all the guys in Dream Theater dropped out of Berkeley their first year. So there are drummers who are smarter than Mike Portnoy who could replace him, and that's what they did. So Yeah. yeah. So do y'all have a... Uh... Do y'all remember what came out in 2019? I have two albums that I want to talk about because they came out on the same day. Go ahead. Uh, I've talked about both of these bands and albums extensively already, but they really are great. Uh, Peripheries P4, Hail Stan, which I fucking hate that name so goddamn much. <laughs> that came out, um, and Sarah Bareilles' Amidst the Chaos, they both came out uh, on April 5th this year. Neither of those were on my list. Well, so. I'm glad that I said them. This is then. why we're doing this. It's a piece of shit list. <laughs> Obviously you didn't go back and listen to every episode this year, huh? No. Wow, dude. Um, so P4 was really cool. It was a thing where like the, the only, only bummer of it really for me was that, um, it wasn't like really thematic. Like their other albums had been like alpha and omega and P3 had a lot of like really, really big recurring themes, especially like lyrically and storytelling and some, some musical themes. And then this one was them just writing a bunch of songs and it was still cool. Um, there's some really different and cool ones on the album. Um, and then, uh, Sarah Bareilles' Amidst the Chaos is her first album since 2012, I think 2013. I can't remember exactly, but she went off and did the musical Waitress. She wrote it and starred in it a couple times. Did she write? I thought she just wrote the music or did she write the actual play or musical? I think she helped write the, the, she wrote the lyrics to the songs, and I think she helps write everything else. I'm not taking anything away from that. I was no, just, yeah. I've always been kind of confused about that because I saw it, and I was just it, she. Those, she went, those things are never quite clear. She went. I don't think she wrote the libretto. I think yeah. she. I think she wrote the, the the music and the lyrics to the music. Gotcha. Um, um, so, uh, she. It was really great because like waitress was awesome. I loved the music from waitress, but I, I mean I needed it i really wanted a release from her and you know she had done she'd been doing waitress for so long and it's leaving broadway i think it just left broadway maybe um but it's still like in london and whatnot well it went on tour that's how i saw it so it was still it was still on broadway then yeah they just Um, had a different cast but it was super successful Yeah, yeah yeah um but so she released this album it was great it was uh i mean i i think it would rival her album kaleidoscope part with how good it is and the songwriting and the people on it. And, uh, 
then I saw her on tour. I think I talked about that when I when I, when I saw her. And, yeah, that was uh, like definitely, a couple weeks ago, I yeah, think. I definitely sobbed quite a bit. But those two nice. albums are the, are the ones that I, I really wanted to talk about because they came out on the same day, which was really cool. I love that non-toxic masculinity. Very what, good. Big boy crying. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And that and there was a person next to me who was a um, jazz drummer from UNT who doesn't play drums anymore who was clapping out of time. Fuck yeah. Was the That's real jazz like. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was just improvising, dude. <laughs> so I'll, I'll mention a couple of my, uh, the albums that I enjoyed this year and then we can go back around and you guys can mention, but then I have some albums that I don't think any of us are going to mention, but are important albums that came out this year. Cause there are some kind of big things that I, I would say big things. Uh, so Tom York's new solo album, Anima that came out and I, Enema? And Anima. Emma. It's like Enema, but with an eh. Finger in the butt. Uh, <laughs> uh, kind of. Nah. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. It's a Tom York solo album, uh, so there's really no uh, surprises there. But, you know, it does have uh, uh, the song Dawn Chorus on it, which is just like... Best song of 2019. Uh, yeah, I, I would be hard-pressed to find a better one it's just so like it, it's simple but it's also super rich and like it's really just beautiful and the whole context of his mythology what did you think of the um, netflix thing oh i loved it? it i think that shit's great especially because the last song so it's three songs directed by uh paul thomas anderson uh and it's three songs um and it's all choreographed it's really artsy and then the last song is dawn chorus and he's dancing with this girl, and it's this whole uh, like kind of back and forth, like romance type type of story music video. The last one, and it's just really pretty, and the song is beautiful, and man, it chokes me up. I'm like thinking about it right now, but like also, not enough people know this, but that woman he's dancing with is his girlfriend, like, and like they're super close now, and apparently she helped him a lot after his uh, partner died of cancer and it was just like i really am i try not to do this is like read into songs after this traumatic thing happens to a musician or something but i cannot separate what he's gone through and that song not being tied together because it's just so heartbreaking and then like seeing that uh video i'm like oh my god it's beautiful I didn't even I didn't know that when I watched it first, and then I was like, I, I think I told you that. Yeah, you told me that after I watched it, and I was like, man, I, I feel like they're probably together. Yeah, I think the I, chemistry in the. I remember telling you that, and like your face like kind of lit up, like, oh, yeah. what, really? Yeah, and I was like, yep, it's fucking great, it's beautiful, but uh, yeah, I absolutely love the album, um, American Football's LP3. I loved it, and also this year I got to see them live, which was. Uh, very rarely do I have that moment of kind of just like at a live show where it's just kind of like, oh shit, and just kind of feel it and kind of choke up and just kind of smile. But that happened at the American football show, so that was really fun. Didn't you see them also while you were out of town too? No, I didn't. I was going to, but then decided oh, okay. not okay. to. Um, I also really enjoyed Wilco's album, Ode to Joy. Not much to say about that. Uh, Julia Jacqueline's Crushing, uh, also wonderful. Uh, 
Thank you, scientists. They released their third really, album, really Terraformer. Cool. Really cool. It's a really cool album. But uh, as in last year's, like one of some of my favorite albums, it's way too long. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep that that was um, it's like ninety minutes. That was rough. There's so many good songs on it, and if you break it up in like thirds, like listen to thirty minutes each, like I like almost everything on it. It's just so hard to sit through the whole thing which sucks because i try to do that yeah that was that was the th- it's like an hour and a half long yep that was that was the thing where like i put it on because i i really do like what they do musically the singer just is a lot for me and um i was like really really into it and i put it on during like a long workout and i looked down at the phone at my phone and i was like man i still have so much more to go yeah and this the songs are ridiculous. not short it's not like a, oh yeah. it's 20 you know, five minute songs that I didn't do the math there, but, uh, <laughs> but it's like these 10 minute long songs. It's yeah. just like, it's not in, it's not a short listening. It's really It's good. a commitment. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And to further your hatred for the singer, uh, we noticed, uh, when we went to see them recently, uh, he has a neck tattoo. It's a, oh, it's, no. it's tool. What the fuck? On the back of his neck. What the fuck? <laughs> Keely, uh, like, was pointing out, and she goes, oh, my God, look at the back of his neck. And I was like, oh, I can't see it. And she's like, I'm not going to ruin it for you. I just wait until you see it. And I was like, oh, is it thank you, scientist? I thought she was, like, poking fun at you or something. Oh. And, but then I saw it. I was like, oh, no, it's Tool. I was like, oh, what, what a the bummer. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that sucks. Yeah. So... Yeah, and so that that's really all the albums that I was super into this year. There are a couple albums, like, uh, I never got around to listening to The Nationals' I Am Easy to Find, but uh, I haven't heard great things about yeah, it. It's it's good, it's just largely forgettable. Yeah, that's uh, what I heard. I didn't include it on my list because I forgot it came out this year. It's so. such a bummer because last year's album... Uh, was or, great. Was yeah. that last year, but... Two years ago, probably. Uh, yeah, Sleep Well Beast is, like, <clears throat> fucking fantastic. Yeah. That is such a great album. What about, uh, what about Whitney? Yeah, that was a really good album. I forgot about that. I didn't put that on here. I I, I remembered it like earlier today. I'll say that that I album. Thought I wrote that down. That album was so fucking good. But I don't know if this. Are, are you still listening to it? Are you still putting it on every once in a while? No, I have asked for it for my birthday, and that has come and passed. And then I have also asked for it for Christmas, like on vinyl. Yeah. So I've kind of tried not to listen to it too Dude, much. I burnt that shit out way too fast. I kind and of feel like that would it's, happen. It's so short. It's it's a really warm record too. Yeah. So like I think it's really nice for kind of like driving around and not paying too much att- attention to the album, which yeah. is not to its detriment. Yeah, I think the first few times I listened to it, I was paying a lot of attention to it because it's really interesting. Yeah. And then after that, I put it on in the background, and I did that for like maybe a week and a half. And because it's so short, I listened to it way too much, and I was yeah. like, okay, well, I I can't do this for a while. I feel like whoever mastered that record was just like okay cool yeah yeah and uh let's just go ahead and remove all the bass <laughs> yeah, like, okay yeah true. yeah 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 okay you mean like some of it in the, no all of it that's very true it's gonna yeah. be all mid-range and high and it's like okay yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> that's a that's a choice but yeah i forgot about that album um uh i just recently got back into mountain goats in league with dragons and i'm really enjoying that but uh that also came out this year uh there are a few talking about that national album i tried so hard and was so excited about um uh vampire weekend's new album and 
it's another one of those albums that it's 18 songs long. Yeah. I think it's like 70 minutes, which 70 minutes isn't too ridiculous or maybe it's 60 minutes, but it's it's a pop record. So like 60 minutes of a pop record is a lot. That was the same exact situation I had with thank you scientists where I put it on during a workout and I was like, God, this is so good. And I looked down and I'm like, what the hell? Why is this so like, we should be done already. But like, at least with the thank you scientists, it's like, okay, you're having like, it's too much of a good thing. Whereas like for Vampire Weekend, it's just like a, I think that album could have been trimmed and it would have been very good. It's interesting. There are too many songs on it that I just can't get into. I've never finished the album. Yeah. I've tried maybe five times, five separate occasions to finish that album and I can't finish it. And there are really good singles off of it. Is that partially maybe because of how music works now with, they want to have more singles and songs that people just do individually and it doesn't matter. Like that's the thing is that like, like it's, what, what what we see now is people re- like releasing singles and like shorter format, like the Whitney album and stuff like that. Where there's like shorter formatted releases that or are Kanye. albums. Yeah, exactly. Or Kanye. But then you have like these long releases. Thank you, scientists makes sense because of what kind of music they make. But like Vampire Weekend kind of makes sense. But then like Taylor Swift's album this year is stupid long. I think yeah. it's also like eighteen songs. That's crazy. I, well, I watched a four part documentary. Uh, on Rick Rubin's studio, Shangri-La, uh-huh. and the lead singer of Vampire Weekend was in there. That's I think that's where he largely recorded most of it. And he was talking about how he had just, just so much trouble finishing it. He keeps recording new songs, and he's like, but I don't want to get rid of this song. Like, I want it yeah. to be on the album, but then I don't want to take another one off. Yeah. I mean, at, at that point, just do two albums, right? Like, yeah, but a double album. Yeah, and no, that's no, what they... be that, but you could do, like, what Two Anderson, releases in Anderson a year. Anderson Peck did. He did yeah. two within six months. Yeah. Like, well, I, he I did that, that because the better. because Ventura or not was it Ventura the one he did with Dr. Dre? Yeah, no Oxnard. Was Oxnard, the one he did. yeah. He did that because Oxnard was mostly Dr. Dre's thing. I mean, also, sure, but also, also and like, he wanted to do his own yeah. thing, and they yeah. also have like really really different sounds. No, yeah. they do, so, but I think it makes yeah. it, it's not impossible to split up. It's doing not two no. like that. So. Yeah, it's not impossible. But yeah. yeah, and I mean, if it's too long and it's also it's Vampire Weekend, it's like it's a lot. Like, and I like Vampire Weekend a lot. Yeah. Their last three re- records before this, like, amazing. I love them all. Uh, this one, it's not a bad album. I just like I can't finish it. It's just like too much. Yeah, of I just don't. Album. It's just, not cohesive. I don't know if there's room for like really long albums anymore. It there is, but it's it's you got to do it really well. You got to do this really well, and you also, I mean, like especially in the style of pop music, it's just it's really hard to pull that off. If yeah. you're if you're a metal band or like if, even if you're a rock band, you can find a way to pull that off. Yeah. But if you're like Vampire Weekend, I would say is indie pop or indie rock or like yeah yeah so it's like it's really hard for those songs for to sit down and listen to those songs straight through 18 times and go yes in one sitting that's yeah. really hard to do well yeah and as avid music fans all of us how often do you guys sit down and listen to an album now i'm not talking about like during a workout or during a drive yeah but sit down and only listen to an album like if I'm not like you mean like doing nothing else, like yeah. maybe once a week, but yeah, right. about yeah. yeah, I'd say less than that for me. Yeah. But, but I used to do that a lot when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just and it's, I'll do it for like big releases now, like yeah. when Radiohead or something like yeah. that. I will put on headphones and just yeah. like sit down and force myself to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I talk about a stinker? Sure. Uh, Chon's release this year, 
fucking sucked. I know you guys don't listen to John, but don't listen to this album if you decide to ever listen to John. This album fucking was a like the biggest bummer ever. It was like it, they had that they had like their EPs and then they did the album Grow, which is what like they blew up from, and then they released Homie, and both Grow and Homie are amazing. And in Homie, they were leaning towards doing this like kind of electronic thing, including some singers. It was really different while still being Sean. And then they released this album, and it was like they they did their other album, their older albums like again, but lazier, like trying to like write the same shit. But it's like it's not lazier because they're playing more complicated shit. But it's like there's no point to any of it. Yeah. Whereas like their other shit had like it was like a song. There were parts, and you could feel something from everything. But this album was just like. It was terrible, absolutely yeah. awful. I didn't like the live show either. You didn't like it at all? No, no, I wouldn't. I won't say at all. I was very impressed by the skill. Yeah, but I was very that quickly wore off. Yeah, we we saw between the buried and me and Chon last week, and um, it was like between the buried and me is always amazing, and I like Chon live, but like when we were like six songs in, I was like. I'm ready to go whenever you are. Yeah, I was ready to go three songs in, and I didn't. I didn't say anything. <laughs> was and then Chon the headliner. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a, yeah. co- a co headline tour where Chon was closing and got the encore every night. Interesting. They, they played. They played. They played twenty backwards. songs. They played twenty songs in the tour. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kill yeah. me. Yeah. No, they didn't seem like they were super long. No, some of them are like two and a half minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. There are song like I've been to a couple shows where it's just like a oh. They're either on, like, a band is on the bill, or, like, it's just like, oh, I'm around. I'll go check this out. Yeah. For sheer fact of, like, oh, I know the name, or, like, I know this person's really talented. And, yeah, that can really wear off, like, super, super quick. There have been times where it's really worked. Like, when I I saw Ben Folds, I was like, oh, this is incredible, and Mm -hmm. I'm, like, thoroughly just, like, entrapped in this performance. Yeah. But, like, there have been times where I've seen a band... That like I was like I only knew them by name and I was just going because a friend was going and I've been like oh shit I gotta go this sucks <laughs> yeah I think I think a big part of it is like the lack of texture changes where it's like almost yeah. every song is like the same kind of vibe yeah granted I that's the my first time hearing all of that yeah so it's like I I understand that some bands that that we listen to if you're not a fan all the songs sound the same. Yeah. Like, I just feel like all ACDC songs sound the same. It's like, okay. They but do. I, but it's still like, <laughs> it was still really kind of just like, it was. All right. it is. And their stage banter is the fucking worst. Yeah. Saw, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> they seem like those types of people. They're really, yeah. I know nothing about them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dave, what did you listen to this year? Uh, I've been checking out this band called Dawes. Shut the fuck up. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, was that your... um? Decade list? Dawes, no, Dawes now I don't want to. I don't want to tell the decade list. Dawes no, didn't even was, release the, the fucking album list. this year. If you actually did a list, do the list. Okay, uh, my favorite albums of the decade. I picked ten. That's a lot. Yeah, Alabama Shakes, Sound and Color. Hmm. Is that their second or first? Second. That's their second. I forgot. That's really. I never listened was, to the yeah. second. Uh, Foo Fighters, Wasting Light, and Concrete and Gold. So is that two? That's two. Okay. Beck's Morning Phase. Incredible. D'Angelo, Absolutely. Black Messiah. Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly. Sturgill Simpson, uh, Meta Modern Sounds and Country Music. We were talking about him today. Yeah. Don't listen to his new album, everybody. No, it's horrible. 
Uh, Jason Isbell's The Nashville Sound. Is that the one with the 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 unit? Yeah, Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. Yeah, 400 unit. Uh, Mountain Goats opened up for them. That's cool. It's so weird. <laughs> uh, Incubus is If Not Now, When, and David Bowie's Black Star. Mm. That's pretty good. I I think if I were to actually like look back at what's come out in the past 10 years i'd be shocked at like what makes the cut i was very shocked and some yeah. of these things like i remember listening to them and thinking of, like just like this is the best shit ever and now i don't listen to them yeah there's so much stuff because like 10 that. years is such a long time it is I, I was 20 yeah there is i think only like one album in my life so far that uh, i can consistently come back to and that's the in rainbows. rainbows yeah it's the only album yeah, that i can come back to and not have difficulties listen to yeah but there are some like if i'm running and i'm like oh well i just i don't want to think about the song i just want like an album to play and then i'm like two songs in, i'm like okay cool i'm over this yeah but yeah. i used to be obsessed with it yeah yeah for sure i don't know adam you got anything to talk about 2019 yeah was? yeah just just for this year i'm not doing a whole decade um it's just lazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did this in the last like half hour or two. So we've been here longer than a half hour, Adam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I have four from this year that stand out uh, for me: uh, Anderson Pax, Ventura, um, which I really enjoyed. Like you said, it was more of his album than Oxnard. Yeah, I mean that was that, the, which is the, what I wanted from. Yeah, it's definitely a return to like yeah. Malibu style. It's not Malibu, but. It's definitely right. a return to him. Yeah, so I've, I'm still listening to that a lot. Um, Rock on Tour's album, uh, Help a Stranger, their first album in 10 years. Interesting. We'll have to talk about that in a later episode or something. Yeah, I'm sure we will. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and then, uh, uh, speaking of long albums, uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Ghosting. Man, I have not finished that, so thank it's you, Adam. It's a long Adam. album. It's 70 minutes. Yeah, Adam gave me Holy his uh, digital downloads. It's they, technically a double a, album. Technically, they're not a short band anyway, but recently their albums have gotten shorter. Oh. So this is more back to a longer... Oh, album. I thought you were going to say, like, this is a shorter one. No, yeah. no. Fuck. He gave me the digital download from his vinyl, and, like, man, I can't get through it. But, like, that, I've listened to the first half, so, yeah. like, the first record is, like, more straightforward structured songs, and then the last record, I think, is, like, three songs, and they're, like, 13 minutes yeah. each. It's is it ambient at all? It's very, very ambient. <laughs> like like some Mars Volta shit where it's like no, no, nothing no. happens but like a weird no, door it's, it's sound. Like a score ambient. It, yeah, because there it's it's basically that second album or second half of the album is yeah. him and his scoring partner for the movies that he does. Yeah, so it's very much just them doing whatever they want. And he's to do. singing over it. Some of it, but yeah. it, it's really cool. It has one of the best songs on the album on there on that second half. So I'll, I'll need to. You'll get to it, it someday. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Thank no, you yeah. for, I think, and I've never listened to them before, and or him. Well, and and like I don't care about critic reviews normally, but like it's interesting that this has gotten like perfect scores. People are everybody. loving it. Like everybody says, it's the best thing he's ever done. Some people are saying it's like one of the best of the decades. I think yeah. it's like making top tens of the decade. Yeah, which is wow. crazy. And it's, he's, he's and it's only young, been out right? for like two no, yeah. years. Yeah. Or, is, sorry, is he seventy yet? Maybe something like that. He's definitely older. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that good and for then, him. Uh, I think uh, honorable mention just the Watchmen score because uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus so Ross are great, good. and this it hasn't been bad. Like no, they put out all three parts now, and it's all great. So dang, um, just like the uh, the show, it's all great. So s- 
What? I, I thought you were like pausing because you were like, it's not all great, but. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, speaking of like live experiences of the year, like I really, as I said, American football, when I saw them for the first time, I mean, I guess like when I think about it, like the first time I've seen any bands is typically my favorite just because it's so fresh and so new. First time I saw Coheed was my favorite time. I've only seen Radiohead once, so I really can't say. But I have a feeling if I see them again in an actual venue, I'll like that one better. I think you're going to like it more, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but someone talk about their fucking smoothie next to you. <laughs> but that being said, you know, I, I really do think there's something about that. Like, oh, it's my first time. It's really exciting. So that's yeah. why, like, I'm really particular about, like, my first viewing of movies or first listening of albums that I think I'm going to care about yeah. is because I don't think I'm going to get that chance again, even if I really love the thing. And the, yeah. the the truth is also, I mean, like whenever you listen to an album, you do have to be in a, like some, like you don't have to, but like your headspace does make a difference. Yeah. So like yeah. If, if you're, if, if a band you like releases an album and you're like, like I started to listen to the Harry Styles album. I told you I listened to yeah. one song and I stopped because I was like, I just can't do this right now. Like I'm just not, right. I'm just, I'm just not in the mood. Which is a bummer to start and stop like that. Like yeah. I, it, if I really want to care about something, it's so hard for me to, because I'll be like, oh, well, I've heard these first five songs. So, well, yeah. And for, but I, was, I don't want to, you know, start in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I've heard the Harry Styles album like five times, but, I, but that's also because I was on a drive, like a five and yeah. a half hour drive. So I was like, let me hear it again. Yeah. I found, I found that like if I, if a new album comes out that I like and I start it on like a, like if I'm driving to Louisville, 20 minute drive, I start the album. And I get there, and I'm like, God damn it. And then I'm in a lesson, and someone's like, can we learn this song? I'm like, fuck, I have to you know, stop where I was on the album, and I have to like, memorize where I was, <laughs> and then, like pull this song up. Yeah, we can learn that song. And then I get in the car, I'm like, I'm going to start it over again, because I just, I just can't, I can't like, And then you get home right. in the middle of exactly. it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Yeah. But then if I get home in the middle of it, at least I can walk, I can like run inside and like continue playing it. But yeah. it's just, it's one of those things that, that you, like, like like you were saying, like how often do we just sit down and listen to something? Yeah. I think driving is like probably like the. I mean, it is it is the most time we spend listening to music. Yeah, but it is like it is the time where we do sit and listen if we're by ourselves. Even though we are driving, you're driving. So even even though you feel like your attention's fully on the music, it's it's, it's not. not. But like, it's definitely it's definitely the closest thing that that we get without like. Because, I mean, it's hard to, to take time to just sit there and just listen yeah. to an album, except for these short albums, which I just remembered another one, which was Lizzo's album. Lizzo's album was great, came out this year, Didn't so like it. fucking short. It's unbelievable. That was on my short. list of, like, I don't think anyone's mentioned this, but it's important because she's, yeah. she's, like, blown up, and that's really important for a ton of reasons. It is, and uh, that album is great, and it's so unbelievably short. Uh, it is, like, they, they release an extended version, which has, like, one of her singles that was on a different album that's like one of her biggest songs and then like a couple other songs and with that i think it's like almost 40 minutes wow but like the album itself is like just over 30 yeah and uh, you know i i'm not a big fan of her music and everything but like it you know watching this whole year for her like it is so hard to not love her as a person and then also hard to not accept like uh, how important this is mm -hmm. like yeah. how much yeah. she's killing it and it's all that kind her. of stuff and well, then it's good for a lot of like people it's good for a lot of like music listeners because this is one of like those artists where like i genuinely feel like 
there's amazing music behind it yeah and amazing yeah. like musicians and whatever behind what's happening and then the lyrical content and the intent is so powerful for a lot of people yeah. listening to it it's really cool apparently she's crazy alive like yeah and she plays flute so she mm -hmm. just is like going crazy yeah she's like she's a, a, a classically trained flute player that's crazy it's it's cool like i've seen some posters that you have in your in the rehearsal room where she's like at the bottom of the festival list mm -hmm. yeah and i'm yeah. like oh that's really fucking cool it's good crazy. for her it's absolutely crazy There's she's a lot of stuff i love looking at those festivals yeah and it that's that's that why reason that's why when people are like well it seems like you've blown up overnight and that's why artists are always like no the fuck i haven't like, yeah dude she's 30 and like this is not her first album yeah yeah it's like she has been working it just so happens that now that work is paying well off. and like yeah. i said her biggest fucking song wasn't on her album her biggest song is truth hurts and that right. wasn't on the album. That was on a different album. And when she blew up, they all found Truth Hurts. Truth Hurts was in, like, I think it was in a movie, too. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was in a couple movies. And so that was a really big thing. But it's like, no, she had this song before she had this big release that you guys are now in love with. Right. Yeah. But despite all that, hell yeah to her. Also, uh, uh, an album that I, I really enjoyed, and I think all of us have really enjoyed but it's definitely not on my top of the year is Billie Eilish's yeah. album. Yeah, I was waiting to bring that up. Yeah. She, uh, She's had such a good year, too. Yeah. yeah, there were three people I wanted to mention, and we mentioned Lizzo and then Billie Eilish. She's, once again, for so many reasons, it's awesome to see, you know. you know, It's just not the stereotype. Yeah, and it's great to hear that. In, in so many ways, of she's so young, yeah. she's a woman, and then also the fact that, you know, it's it is pop music, but it is not typical pop yeah, yeah. especially it is a little different especially neither, the, the way it's done yeah, yeah neither of those artists sound like run-of-the-mill pop music at all yeah. correct yeah yeah it, it, it it's a really really great thing and it, it it's like i mean the songs are just really good i mean yeah. that's i think that's the first thing to note off of both of those regardless of like you don't like the lizzo you guys don't like lizzo but the songs are like just objectively the, yeah. yeah they're so I, I, well done i've played some of her songs and i love playing them yeah and like the the Billie Eilish songs are just really well put together. And again, like we were talking about this morning, we were talking about how like they did that album in their house. In their house, I yes. watched a video. Well, and on on top of that, real quick for the uh, the Britney Spears episode y'all did in the deep dive, this album has one producer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make it's, sense. It's, it's just Finney. fucking Finney. It's right? It's her yeah. fucking brother. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like for pop music, that shouldn't be the case. Exactly. Right? Rolling so. Stone released this video of them like breaking down a uh, bad guy and how they wrote it and recorded yeah. it. It was so fucking interesting because it's like literally they're like, yeah, so here's our studio and it's a room like half the size of the room we're in right now. Uh -huh. And it was just like, you, you know, just kind of like wall to wall instruments like still a small room and everything and yeah. they were just talking about like oh yeah so billy was sitting on that bed right there and we we're just sitting there for like, most of the album yeah she's like oh she did all of her takes like laying down on a bed that kind of stuff and all that it's just really interesting because he was just like yeah so we just kind of figured it out like it's crazy yeah it's fucking crazy it's awesome it's her and her brother and like you know he is with her live it's not i remember when she was first coming out or not first coming out when she was getting big this year because she has been working at this for years. She has. Yeah. Like since she was like 15, I think. Yeah. And she's, she's 17 so now. Yeah. She's turning 18 tomorrow, I think. She just posted oh. on Instagram today. Okay. Well, she's 17, 18. We'll figure it out. Well, but <laughs> but she's also, super young. This was her first album, and she's only had one other release before this. Yeah. 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 That short EP. Yeah. Yeah. That had, the, that had Ocean Eyes on it. 
right? Yeah. Which yeah. Just like, that's a big song. But yeah. like, uh, there's that whole people were saying, oh, she's just an industry plant. And it's yeah. Like, like, I'm so glad that all those people were wrong. I think that a lot of what those people were saying was based in, you know, sexism and stuff like that. Yeah. It just like, yeah. they were writing her off because she was this uh, young girl. That's, it's seemingly... like, that's so unfair to say, like, oh, this older man behind her who happens to be her brother is the reason why she's big it's like that's not fair and it was also that yeah. she seemingly like came out of nowhere too i think that's one of the parts of the yeah, conspiracy but... of the industry plant but yeah. also the her record label told her that she didn't have a single really like they were like you there's no there's nothing on here that's going to be a hit single which is weird because if i i guess hit single i would agree with if i had listened to that without all the hype in a vacuum i would probably say yeah there's no song that's gonna blow up and change the world but like bad guy yeah but yeah. i wouldn't have listened to that and thought like oh it's gonna be as no, big as it was me neither no they yeah. didn't even think that when they of course when they recorded it they probably i think they mentioned that video don't in they? the video they say yeah so we were really nervous about releasing this one uh or this being a single because we didn't think this was gonna be big because there's no chorus all it is is that synth like that, that yeah. and they're like, they're like, no one's gonna like this because. And uh, Phineas, the brother, was talking about. It. He's like, yeah, because when you're writing a pop song, that's like prime real estate is the chorus. That's where you live. Yeah. That's the money. And he's like, but we thought it was better without it. Yeah. Well, I mean, what they what they did with the writing on it was they made the chorus like they made the song easy to go without having someone remix it, put it in a club. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But it still is a good song on its own without thinking about it in that regard. But because the chorus is what like an EDM song would do for a chorus, where it's like, hey, this is like a little catchy melody and a dance and like a drum beat, they like they, they they totally made it work for a lot of markets. And then there's no way they thought about that. Yeah. But like it just panned out that way. And just like uh, we talked about this last week of just kind of like. I haven't seen her live. I would love to, and the only thing that keeps yeah. me away from it is probably her it's, fans. It's also uh, like crazy expensive. Yeah, is it really? <laughs> yeah. She's I, a I'm not joking. Star. I, I, yeah, I, she, I just I think, didn't. I, think, I don't know. I think, I think when she was here, she was at A's. She was at she American was. Airlines. Yeah, but holy shit! The yeah. way that she commands an audience is just like it's incredible. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, the closest it's, thing I've seen is as you were saying last week, yeah, Dave. Yeah. Is you know it's very similar to kind of a Freddie Mercury esque vibe. Yeah, like she just gets out there and commands it. Yeah, and she is seventeen. And that I, is fucking incredible. I think now too, it's like people people that are excited to go see like her demographic of audience member that's going to see the audience. They're watching live videos, so they're seeing. Oh, this is what you do at a Billie Eilish concert, right? Whereas with with you know Freddie Mercury, it was like there wasn't that much footage of the live yeah. band. Yeah. So it's even getting bigger because everyone's just like when she says jump, we all jump. Yeah, That's so crazy. It's unbelievable. Oh God, just gives me chills thinking about like yeah. imagine being on that stage <sighs> and then doing that and like you just see a whole crowd fucking going nuts. It's crazy man. Oh man, good for her. Yeah. Um, so I have one more person to mention unless you guys have anything go ahead to mention uh i also enjoyed that jack white show that was that was fun that was yeah that was good that yeah. was last year though wasn't it no that maybe it was pretty sure you, pretty sure <laughs> you guys this year this was rack on tours he didn't do any solo damn stuff you're year, right i he? feel like <laughs> big old egg on my face which the rack on tour show was great you you skipped hey, it so. if only i lived closer yeah to the bomb factory uh (laughs) so the bomb factory is a venue by the way that's not some political statement for anyone who listens (laughs) to this and doesn't for for our uh boomer demographic Uh, i don't know if we do we have that 
Uh, Hi, Mom. I was about to say that, but I didn't want to be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but she's super yeah. hip and knows what the mom yeah. doctor is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, last but not the least, Lil Nas X. How, how have we not mentioned him? <sighs> no one else? I don't know who this he, is. What? <laughs> Adam? Are, are you joking? A- Adam is the resident dad of this podcast. <laughs> you don't know who that is? I know the name is a musician. Gonna take my horse to the old town road. Gonna okay. ride till I can't no more. Got the horses in the back. Back. Buttholes in the front. Front. Then I do know this. I thought I thought you I thought you were gonna say fingers in your butt. Uh, I like the part of the song the where he fingers in my crack. <laughs> I like the part of that song where he says boobies. Yeah. I, man, one of my students sang every word to that. When he heard me playing guitar, and he danced. Boobies. Oh. I I have a yeah. I he just goes for it. He says, he just, "What's the lyric? Bull riding and boobies, something like that." And Bull riding like, and boobies. Yeah. My I life so is a appreciate movie. him for that because he is saying that, knowing that it's not even said in a sexual way. Like it is said in a boobies is a funny word. Yeah, yeah. I think I think. Uh, God damn. I think there's a. Okay. I hate that song, by the way. Okay, so so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I hate that song. I do like Lil Nas X though. Yes, what what Lil Nas X did with that song? Bad name, by the way. It's very frustrating to say. Yes, what he what what he did with that song is incredible, and yep. what that song did is incredible. Yeah, it's not a good song. It's an interesting song. I got into a Facebook argument with someone about the, chord the chords. Changes. Yeah, because they're an idiot. Well, it's a one five six four. It's not, you fucking moron. Can we include Adam real quick? Um, yeah, somebody fill me in. No, let's include Adam. Do you not know that song? I know that song. Okay, so we're, you're gonna feel included. Just let me finish. Uh, so he wanna. <laughs> That's all I want is to. How be. often? How often do you say that, Jackson? Lil Nas X uh, won a CMT award for this. That's a country music television award, whatever. Uh, I think that's what it's Staying called. real modern with yes. the name. Yes, okay, there. so yeah. I... But, yeah. but I'm including Adam. Chill out. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what you may not know is that a Nine Inch Nails song was uh, sampled in Old, Old Town Road. Road. Oh. So guess who else won a CMT? <gasps> Yo! Trent yeah. Reznor and Atticus Ross. Oh my that's God. That's pretty funny. Did yep. they go? No, but they did uh, post a uh, picture... Uh, that made them look like cowboys. That said, oh thank you, CMT. God. So what? So like, I think the thing to mention about Adam is now included. So oh, and your favorite artist now. Billy Ray Cyrus is on there. Yeah, right? Billy Ray Cyrus. Well, Bill, Billy Ray right. Cyrus was on the first remix. Yeah. So here's the really, really interesting thing. First of all, about this song, before we get into like what is cool, like first uh, remix. Yeah, there's multiple. This is the oh thing. my god. This stayed on number one. I don't remember what chart it was, but this stayed on number one because of how many remixes were released. Because the remix counts as a different thing. So this continued to be the number one song on whatever chart it was for months. But how? if it's a different thing, how does it count as being the same song? Well, it doesn't count as being the same. It, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's a remix of Old Town Road, but yeah. because of they kept releasing remixes and people kept listening, like different people, like I think, God, who else was on it? But uh, they, they, did a, they did a ton of different versions. But Billy Ray Cyrus was the first remix because they released the song and people were like, this isn't country music. And Billy Ray Cyrus tweeted back, yeah, it is. I'm going to be on it. And then he 
because of that hooked up with Lil Nas X and they did he he sang on like the first the first remix of it. And there are also a lot of articles about that talking about, you know, how when people were calling it not country, it was really based off of these really stereotyped oh, shitty things. I got into that they were a really saying. big argument with my family about it. Cause they yeah. like they they're all like super diehard country fans and they're like, Yeah, it's not country music. I'm like, why is it not country yeah, music? Yeah, what's not country about it? Because it's, it's a black man. Yeah, they had nothing to say that really was like they didn't say anything it's like not that. Yeehaw enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, it, it is the whether it's conscious or subconscious, that is probably where it's coming from. I feel like it, it's different. And yeah. it's that's what makes it not what you think well, it should be. And it's also yeah. like the first version of this combination of country and rap that doesn't feel like it's forced country and rap. Yeah. It feels like it's country. I like, like how like, country you just said forced. Forced, forced, forced country. <laughs> well, there are, yeah, there are four official remixes of it. Whoa. Yeah. Are they each eligible for their own award? Well, they're eligible. I don't know about the like, award, no. but they, 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 they stay on top of the billboard. So I can't remember how long. I'm going to look it up. Well, it was the year it beat Mariah Carey, who was the previous number one, like That's longest right. yeah. one on top, and it was for uh, the the Christmas song. Christmas song. All they want for Christmas is yes. you. Uh, how topical! I'm glad that we're that, wrapping uh, up this year with that was this. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Mariah Carey was massive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But awesome for him. I, I'm, I don't like that song but i like oh, Lil yeah. nas x as a person also that song panini is really good y'all know that one yeah i knew that. yeah I know that, that one. one's real good i like that one i don't know it he has a song called Big panini which at face value if you were to tell me here's a song by a pop rapper called panini i would be like nah go fuck yourself <laughs> so, but it's really good it's like two and a half minutes too so it's not a commitment so the the one the version with billy ray cyrus uh, on the Billboard Hot 100 was uh, 19 consecutive weeks of being Jeez. number one. Um, but after that, it with the remixes, it continued to stay up top. <laughs> yeah. But that version was the one that stayed that, that broke the record. Yeah, that song. Was and it was previously everywhere. Mariah Carey. Uh, but yeah, really good for him. And also another person who you know for stuff outside of music is like you know I think an important you know breaking important boundaries because he came out after all this massive success. After like he had not released his album yet, I don't think. No, and he, Maybe yeah. he had, but uh, he had one song and was this massive, you know, artist and comes out is like, oh, I think this is a good time. By the way, I'm gay. Yeah, yeah. It's like awesome that. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't feel like you have to say that, but like, it's, it's great that, you know, it's showing, and there are people that like, it kind of shine a light on these people being shitty about that. It's like, cool. Now we know who you are. That's like, dude, don't be like that. That's real shitty. So, you know, it's really cool. All the people who I would say were really important this year, uh, were pushing boundaries in more ways than just music, which is awesome. And more ways than just being controversial. Yeah. It's like, they're just. Like, a lot of shining examples of I'm, good people. I'm not going to give Kanye any time of day for I'm not going to talk about him this episode. But what, you know, in previous years, people, you know, that would be a big thing. Like, oh, Kanye yeah. wore a MAGA hat, that kind of shit. Yeah. But it's like this year, like the three people who I think are most important, who have a will have a lasting effect on music were Billie Eilish, Lizzo, and Lil Nas X. Yeah, and Kanye did do He did talk a lot about mental health this year. Because because of the he he did and then he like also and then he he has a, a second phase of his year and, where yeah he, and uh, he also has this church where he's like you know yeah. your fucking money 
bragged about being taxi. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck, it's so hard <laughs> not to talk about Kanye. It's funny that all three of the uh, artists you brought up as important for this year are the only ones who won the Apple Music Awards, quote unquote. What is that? They started an award show and they, only had, they, they only had three awards, though. <laughs> but serious? all three of those people got it. So, Well, my finger's on the pulse. I guess they're right. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. They're, um, my girlfriend wanted me to mention King Princess releasing an album. I don't like the album very much, but... It is very interesting. The album. I've never uh, heard of that. Uh, yeah, it's some Mark, Mark. Yeah, not uh, Mark Ronson. Did She's he on Mark it? Ronson's uh, label and has been oh. really kind of like pushed by him, and she's getting really big. Uh, but uh, what's really interesting about the album is it's uh, in chronological order, and by that, like apparently it was like this like breakup and her getting over it. But uh, the album itself, like when you listen to it from start to finish, it was how she wrote each song like that it wasn't put like oh this is what flows best it's like oh well this is the first song where i'm in love with the person they broke up with me here and then this is me getting over her that's cool wow yeah so that's cool and it's pop music so that's what really kind of keeps me away from it yeah there is one song that i really like on it and then like i think for some editing choice they're like oh and we're gonna cut it in half and like do like some effect to make it sound like the record scratch and then start the next song and i was like what the fuck that was the best song and you just like cut it in half i can tell that there's a finished song there yeah remake that really bummed me out but oh well uh that's all i got for 2019 and fuck it the whole decade Hell yeah. We're going to so, do a whole decade. So brave. Did, yeah. you, did you make a top 10 of the decade, Hagen? Or a list top of the decade? Top uh, $10 he ever spent. He's wearing it right there. There you go. It's <laughs> fucking sweater, dude. It's that great. Sweater. It's, a good, it's a good pink. It's top a, 10. It's a, it's it matches good, your phone. It's Nope, it does not. What? Most certainly does not match my phone. Hey, Dave, does it smell like burnt toast in here? My phone is Dr. orange. Dr. Penfield. <laughs> oh, come on. And this is. these are not even close. I'm sorry, everybody who's okay. listening. I'm so sorry. Uh, well, nope. <laughs> no, Dave. No. These are not the if same. You would allow no, a, I know they're if not you the would same a... color, but they are close. Uh-uh. In like a Lisa Frank way. They're maybe close in the very, very dark. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you would let us adequately light this podcast, yeah. you would be able to tell. <laughs> yeah. The first Dave. thing Dave does when he enters a room is fix the lighting. <laughs> I, wa- I, I walked into the studio yesterday morning and I was like, it's really dim in here. And I was like, Dave, are you going to mess with the lighting? He's like, oh, I already, I already did. did. And it's like 8 a.m. <laughs> we were, trying oh, to we're fix- at a studio yeah. at 8 a.m.? Yeah. yeah. Disgusting. But we were trying to fix the guitar, the yeah, guitar like amp and I was like, like, here, I'll turn all the lights off. <laughs> and the engineer was like, did you turn all the lights off? <laughs> yeah, it's even more work. Do you get frustrated when the tube amps are a little too bright? Oh no, no it was just it was the fact that the amp was the just 60 like, cycle home was yeah, like Yeah, it was real loud. Yeah. Beautiful. And so yeah. he was like, I'll turn the lights off. And and before like the, the first time he said it, the producer was like, Oh no, you know, I think I think it'll be fine. Um <laughs> let me let me let me try this and try some other stuff. And they try some things and not a whole lot works, and while they're trying something else. Dave just turns around just, and walks like like quickly to the quickly to the lights and is just like let's see and just flips all of them <laughs> off <laughs> and everyone's like it's dark now okay <laughs> so do y'all want to do a what we've been listening to because there is one album I didn't mention because, yeah go ahead sure um are we gonna do that or should I just mention it I think I think I probably have something I can I can talk about okay uh hey listen sorry 
Nah, I'm trying to good. figure out what I'm listening to. Um, <laughs> so uh, this album came out in 2019, and I listened to it in preparation for this episode. Uh, Jenny Lewis's album, On the Line. Absolutely incredible. Really good. If you've never listened to Jenny Lewis, she was in the band Rilo Kylie, and then she was also in the Postal Service. Mm. Don't listen to the Postal Service, but... Uh, also, hey, she some had, of us were in high school at one point. Yeah, but also... Death Cab for Cutie nice. is a better band. So yeah. no, I'm not. Just listen to that. Yeah. Uh, no, this this album's really great. I found this. Uh, found on the uh, line. Yeah, like yeah. earlier this year, sometime. It's I, did so it come out this year? Good. Yeah, it yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It's incredible. Apparently, like it's got an all star cast. Uh, Ringo Starr played on it. Beck played on it. I think Saint Vincent. Like she has some crazy friends. Uh, but it. It is an incredible album, and I've really enjoyed it. Uh, so that should also be on the 2019 list. Jenny Lewis is just great. Cool. Anybody <laughs> else got stuff? I got one. It's not a new album. Uh, it's a new like discovery, I guess, for me. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Clementine. I Never like heard. You might know Never heard. Of him. Name sounds familiar, but uh, the only way I found it was his one of his songs is used in uh, intro to uh, the morning show, the streaming oh, okay. show. Yeah. And uh, the song got me interested in the album's really great. He's got a really unique sounding voice, and his uh, songwriting is really interesting. So. Check it out. Uh, I'm super boring. I've been like Dawes. Yeah. Shut up. I've been I've been I've been playing a lot and learning a lot of music, so I really haven't just have not been listening to stuff I like a whole lot. You can skip it. You got engaged. You can have a week off. <laughs> yeah, you well, didn't, you didn't have to listen to well, music this week. Hey yeah. man, just sit back. Uh, Talk the, about the rise of Skywalker again. I'll be cool with it. Don't the, worry. The, Theo Katzman released uh, a, an EP before his album, which is weird. Yeah, like, I can't wait to see Katzman. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can <laughs> hear Dave getting frustrated with me. Are you in it for the small, for Jason Derulo's small penis? Damn it. That's how I was going to close out the episode. Oh. Don't worry. I'll still do it. I'm mad now. Okay. Dave, what are you listening to? <laughs> Man, not yet. Because <laughs> you I, had so much time. I know. I'm trying to find. Wait, just, are you you're to listening find, to Harry Styles. Are you trying to find Dawes? Uh, no. <laughs> Ow! I laughed and my heart hurt. Uh, I I was listening to Dawes, but uh, <laughs> I also I've been listening to uh, this English like female rapper who she did like a spoken word instrumental album that she recorded at rick rubin studio that's how i found it and she shangri-la shangri-la recorded it from start to finish non-stop did she record it in the um the bus bob no. dylan's bus no not in the bus have you all seen that like at shangri-la the studio that dave's referring to uh bob dylan just showed up in his tour bus and it broke down and he just left it there and so rick rubin basically made it he like gutted it out and made it a studio like a second cool. studio so, and it's one of those like 60 tour 60s tour buses yeah. that looks yeah. like one of those airstreams that you would have nowadays so it's like it's cool as shit and he's like yeah so that's bob dylan's touring bus that he just left here so it's mine now that's cool um yeah so i've been listening to uh Theo Katzman's EP he released before his album, which is like songs that are going to be on the album, uh, which is weird that he's like called it an EP and had like had a name for it. But um, it's super weird because uh, his first album, not his first, his like his big, his second album, which was his like big solo album, uh, 
was like all about heartbreak and super sad stuff and there's good songs about it like amazing songs about it but this one is like very political he made a long instagram post basically saying like sorry i didn't mean to i'm just really like upset about a lot of things right now yeah so but it's really good so you listen to cat's man's pp I I literally I found like a, a, a like an audio clip of of Jason Derulo just like flapping his dick around, and that's what I'm listening to. It's okay, guys. Don't worry. Like <laughs> my shitty behavior is like attacking me because every time I laugh, my heart hurts. So hey, do you have another problem? You should uh, Maybe. go to the doctor. Do you have hemorrhoids of the heart? I'm taking this medicine right now. It's just like for 30 days, and they're out. <laughs> <laughs> Weird things that are happening to my body, like my pee reeks like a lot. Oh man, you're gonna like, die! Yeah, yeah. Honestly, if I'm not on any podcasts after this, that's why. Rest the, in peace, hemorrhoids. me. Yeah. Can we still record here? Yeah, go for it. You can uh, have this place after January fourth. <laughs> I found the artist, Kate Tempest. She has an album called uh, "Very Cool: The Book of Traps and Lessons." Came out this year. And it's, it's really good. Now, I got to make sure I get the name right. Have y'all listened to Tierra Whack? No. Whack World. This is incredible. I wish it came out this year so I could talk about it. Talk but about it. It's a 15-minute long album. 15 songs, one minute each. Uh, it sounds like a gimmick, but I guarantee you, and there's a video that goes along with it, it is fucking incredible. What's it called again? Whack World, like W-H-A-C-K. Um, it is incredible completely self-released and she writes a lot of poetry so she was kind of thinking like oh this is gonna be like me trying to uh exercise that kind of thing it, it is incredible did david she, byrne turned me on to it uh, did she do a tiny talking desk? heads i don't know probably uh-huh. i've only listened to whack world but it's very fucking good and it's only 15 minutes of your time it's so good david byrne of the talking heads like talked about how amazing this was and i was like ah 15 minutes i can sit through that and i was like oh whoa this is so good that's crazy so um yeah you guys got anything else for 2019 bye jason derule no penis (laughs) that's what you were that's what you were saying before i don't know man no this isn't gonna be funny by the time this comes out it'll be hilarious uh, yeah. We mention it a thousand times. Everybody's gonna be like, "What are they talking about?" Cats movie. We'll see you guys. We'll see you guys at Star Wars. No. <laughs>